0: This is a special SuperFools edition of The Extra Credit
1: Show.
0: Welcome everybody to The Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast here. This week's episode, we're going to be essentially answering user questions or listener questions that have been sent in um, and we're very excited to get um, these questions answered because that means that people are listening. Yes. And if people are listening and they're sending in their questions, that means that, you know, we have uh, shows to do. So very, very exciting. So we're just going to jump right in. Uh, Richard, you received a question. I was actually Sammy from Florida. And the question was, I'm looking to buy a house, but I need to build my credit more should I go buy a car to build my credit history?
1: You know, that's a little bit more of a complex answer. Um, Will a car help you build your credit history? Yes, it will. But if you need to build credit history, that means that you may not have such a good score. And therefore, if you purchase a car, it's going to be at a high interest rate. I would not recommend purchasing a car as a way to establish credit.
0: Um, Yeah, I think that it's a it's an expensive way to establish credit and and certainly it, it, it's a way to establish credit but it's expensive and um it gets it, there's it gets, cheaper ways <laughs> yeah there's
1: much cheaper ways to start establishing
0: credit um and uh <sighs> it's a situational um answer i think because I, you know sammy if you need a car and you absolutely must have a car then technically a benefit of buying a car would be that you build credit and plus you also now have transportation but um if it's solely for the purpose of building credit there are much cheaper options you don't need to be paying high interest rate you don't need to go buy a car you know we've discussed building credit through secured products that are very very cheap very inexpensive um a car the way that it builds credit is because it's an installment loan right and there's cheap installment loans that you can go get like secured loans that cost pretty much nothing Um, and are much lower rate, much lower dollar amount, and essentially accomplish the same thing.
1: Exactly. Um, And and, uh, another way, you know, get yourself a secured credit card. A secured credit card is actually gonna do more for you than that vehicle loan will, because it's gonna establish not only history like the car will, but it'll actually uh, allow you to raise your debt utilization ratio.
0: Yeah, so absolutely. So in a nutshell, if you um, wanna build credit, buying a car will technically help you build credit unless and this is actually i'm glad i thought of it unless you buy from one of those in-house financing dealers ah um, those so there's dealerships out there probably everywhere in the united states that sell cars and then they do the the, the financing in-house meaning that no bank is involved and it's just basically a deal between yourself and the, and the dealer and that means that you go and you make them the payments and and they don't report to the credit bureau so you don't get any credit for making those payments on time or not. And generally those have a super high interest rate.
1: Exactly. um,
0: And they have- It uh, makes it worse because, you know, by the time you figure it out that it's not reporting
1: on your credit and you go try to finance it at a bank, you're never going to be able to because you're so upside down on the loan since most of your money is going to the interest instead of the principal that you'll never be able to have it benefit your credit.
0: So if you end up buying one of these one of these types of cars with an in-house financing through a dealer, right? They don't report to all the three credit bureaus. So a question that you should ask is, do you report to all three credit bureaus if you end up doing, and the answer is generally gonna be no. No small dealer is gonna to report to the three bureaus. But you know the other thing? Is that if they do end up using a finance company and you have bad credit trying to rebuild credit, they're going to use a a small company like a small bank or a subprime lender. Mm. And they normally only report to one bureau, not (laughs) all three. And that's a big downside as well because you'll have one score that's being built and the other two are being neglected. And that's a very common trait with small time lenders you know these small lenders that specialize in subprime auto loans they're only end up reporting to one bureau so again the question to ask if you engage in this transaction is is this lender going to report to all three bureaus and that's actually applicable to a lot of things that you do is are you going to report to all three bureaus because if your goal is to build your credit and they're not reporting to all three you're really selling yourself short so to answer your question technically
1: yes it will help you build your credit if you purchase a vehicle it's not something I would recommend. There are better ways of doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely I, I agree there like we said there's much cheaper ways to do it. Um, so moving on, we got a, a question from from Josh from Southern California very good question, very technical question. I've been he asked this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, thanks Josh for submitting this question. I've been wanting to get to it. Um, his question is complex. So here we go. It says I disputed something via Credit Karma and I noticed that my credit jumped up again pretty high. But I also seen a remark that was a little confusing. Maybe it's something you can help me with or advise those of us disputing items for the podcast. The message I received was account information disputed by consumer meets FCRA requirements. What exactly does that mean?
1: Ah, I see. So when you dispute an account through the credit bureau, the credit bureau has to communicate with the collector or the entity creditor that's reporting the account um the creditor or the entity then has 30 days to respond to said dispute um if they respond with this account is legitimate this account is accurate it belongs to consumer well then the credit bureau has to notify you in writing that this account meets the fair credit reporting act's guidelines and therefore it's going to stick to your credit report uh, it, it essentially to, to break it down it means that the debt is valid and it's met all the credit reporting
0: requirements Yeah. It, there, there's a couple more like nuances that go a little deeper than that. Um, so essentially, when you when you engage in a dispute, what actually ends up happening, like Richard said, is it gets communicated to the data furnisher. At least that's what they're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. you know, we found that credit bureaus don't always do what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Um, Especially if you dispute online. But uh, what 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 I, there's a sequence of codes that actually ends up showing up. So the reason why I I feel that Josh ended up with a score improvement is because the initial dispute, that while while the dispute is open, so there's an active investigation going on, for that period of time, generally the credit score formula is Mm -hmm. ignoring certain components of the the account, like Mm -hmm. payment history, specifically payment history actually. So if you have late payments on that account or that account is in any way, shape or form derogatory, and it's ignoring the payment history for the 30 days, you're gonna see a score improve And then if the account gets verified, you'll see the score come back down. That's correct. So you'll see that within the 30-day window. And and so that's probably what Josh is experiencing. And so if you guys are seeing that where you dispute something, get a score improvement, and the account gets verified, and then the score comes back down, that actually is the, the sequence of events that's happening. And we've seen that transpire over to mortgage lending where mortgage lenders, if they see a dispute comment on a credit report, Uh, they want to dispute comment removed because they feel that we have an artificially inflated score and and they don't feel like they're they're getting the right score in order to to give this loan out. So we're seeing a lot of that happening as well.
1: And it becomes very frustrating to the consumer. And, you know, sometimes it can be frustrating for a credit repair specialist because, you know, we're we're in 2018 now. This is not 1999. Um, In 2018, you should have more knowledge on how credit really works. If the, if the account has been disputed and the dispute has been resolved, it's no longer affecting the credit score. It's just a simple comment stating that it has been disputed. Yeah.
0: And actually, the, the comments have to be placed on there because the Fair Credit Reporting Act says so. Yes. So, so, in fact, if you dispute something and the comment is not placed on there, now you have a violation of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Exactly. So that's actually also another reason why the comments are placed on there. And one of the things that we see is a sequence of comments so we see and internally it's known as basically condition compliance condition codes Mm -hmm. within the credit bureau so you see the initial xb code which is that the account information was disputed by the consumer under the fair credit reporting act that initial code is reported when the the account information or the accuracy is disputed by the consumer and there's an ongoing investigation yes Then there's the XC code, which is a completed investigation. And you'll see this when it basically says that the account is disputed, but the investigation is completed, but the consumer disagrees with the outcome of the investigation. So basically the account remains and you still disagree with it. But they've they've basically said no, but still going to remain. That's the XC code. You'll see that uh, when an account is uh, no longer under investigation. Um, And then there's the XH code, which is a weird code. We see this as well. It says account was in dispute at one point in time. The investigation is completed, um, and then that's it. So it's a variation of both XB and XC, and it's like we don't don't really know, like, why or when they use some of these codes. It's really hit or miss, but the only time a score is being artificially inflated is during the initial investigation, and a lot of people use that towards their advantage. Um, it's a temporary score improvement, uh, so that's actually a very good question asked by Josh. Um,
1: Man, you you must do, be doing some research. You must be listening to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Josh <laughs> is actually a
0: regular on the podcast. We really appreciate uh, Josh Josh listening to our podcast. So, and that was a very good question. Very technical answer, you know. So, hopefully, you guys got something out of that. I know that the compliance codes are probably more than you bargained for, but it's just part of of what we do here at the Extra Credit Show. So anything else you want to add to disputing accounts like that richard or the dispute codes
1: i mean no i i think they need to stew on what we've told them i think what we've told them is a a little on the advanced side so we're going to go ahead and let you stew on this but don't be don't be scared to ask us any further complex questions in the future
0: yeah absolutely absolutely so uh, but very good question um josh from southern california and then we got a good one as well another complex one uh, this one's good. I, I think you're going to like this one, Richard. Interesting. Um, so our our uh, our friend Bruce asked this question. Bruce says um, that he's had he had a car loan. Okay. Um, and his question is, how long should I keep the car loan before paying it off to have a significant impact on the credit score? Like six months, nine months, or 12 months? <laughs> so that's the first part of the question. So let's jump right into that. How long, if he's just building his credit score with a car loan, how long should he keep it before he pays it off six months nine months or twelve months
1: none of the above uh... you need to pay you need to pay it off in the terms that you've uh... uh, obtained the loan for unless it's something outrageous like eighty four months then maybe you might want to pay it earlier but the whole point of establishing an installment loan is to build history if you establish an installment loan and you want to pay it off in six months you've built very little history um, which defeats the whole purpose uh... also uh, part of the formula on how the credit score is graded is the average age of your open accounts. So if you open this account and you close it out after three, six, nine, twelve or month or twelve months, you're purposely reducing your average age of open accounts.
0: So the second part of that question um says that he currently has a seventeen percent interest on that loan. Okay. Um so his question, he says, I have access to funds in the 3 to 6% range, and I'm thinking of paying it down to mm-hmm. mitigate some of those interest charges. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, he says, what is your recommendation on the length of the loan before payoff plus the amount we keep outstanding relative to the FICO score? Um, so essentially, it's what he's saying is if he just pays it down to a certain balance so that he's paying 17% on... Say five thousand instead of twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can can does that have a benefit or negative benefit or negative consequence on the credit score versus keeping the balance high?
1: No, it does not have a negative uh, consequence, uh, and I would strongly recommend that you do so. If you're if you're financially able to pay it not off but pay it down so that the interest rate is very minimal, I would recommend you do so. Uh, well, the, the,
0: the interest rate wouldn't be minimal, but the balance that the interest is being charged on well, is, is low. So, so
1: to, to basically elaborate on my answer, 17% is 17%, but 17% on 5000 is going to be much less than on 12000 So as you bring the balance down faster, you're actually paying less interest. Because remember, you're paying interest on the entirety of the loan. So so if you end up waiting till the end you're going to pay a lot of interest but if you you know if you go from 12,000 to 5,000 in one jump well that's 7,000 of principal that no interest will ever be charged on Absolutely. So so yes don't pay it off but do pay it down faster because if it does build your credit in 6 or 9 months enough to where you can go refinance for a lesser interest rate it's that's one of the few ways I would actually recommend you do
0: it. Yeah, so absolutely. So the balance that is on the loan is does not impact the score. So now, if you are able to pay down and pay less interest because it's on a lesser balance, I think that's a fantastic move. Very, mm. very smart, very, very astute of Bruce. Mm. Uh, but bringing it down like that, Richard, will technically shorten the time frame that he pays it off in. It so does. Com- so we circle back around to the question of, does he pay it off in six, nine or 12 months? Um, and obviously, Really, 12 months is technically more points than nine months. And if you keep it for nine months, that's better than keeping it for six months. Point-wise, if we're talking about the point benefit on, on a credit score, but I think what, what we really want to get to, is there a minimum, an absolute minimum that he should keep the loan for?
1: Well, some places don't report unless you have at least three monthly payments. Some places don't report unless you have at least six monthly payments. So in my opinion, it should be six months minimum. Um, I still recommend you pay it off for longer, but the short answer is at least six months or it may not even reflect on your credit report.
0: Yeah. Well, And so in the six month minimum, I agree with the six month minimum, but mainly because anything less than six months is generally considered too new to rate on the FICO scale. Exactly. So at a minimum six months, but if you can keep it for nine months, even better and 12 months is even better than that. But if you end up paying it off because you want to mitigate interest charges, then that's even smarter financial wise. Um, and you already ended up with the benefit of a paid-off car loan. So the next time, this person gets a car loan, they're going to get a much better deal than 17%. I think that's the moral of that story.
1: Now there there are a few other factors that you have to consider. You know they're minimal, but they are still relevant. Um, if you're planning on you know keeping a car open and paying it uh, paying it off in six months and then establishing another loan and then doing the same, you know, just to try to stay ahead of the interest curve uh, while you're building credit, keep in mind, every time you obtain a new loan, it's a new inquiry. So, you know, it, it's going to affect your score minimally, but you, you don't want to establish several inquiries for no reason at all.
0: Not just inquiries, but then it lowers the average age of the account. Exactly. Which you were mentioning earlier. Um, So the average age of your account is probably the biggest reason why we discourage people from continually opening up new accounts, whether it's new credit cards or new car loans. The average age of your account is something that's very, very difficult to control because every time you open up a new account, it lowers the average age of your accounts and you can't go back in time and open accounts. So it's, it's that one thing that's very, very difficult to control on your credit.
1: Which leads me back to a topic that we discussed in a prior episode. The single most important account on your credit report is the credit card. You open up three, four credit cards today, you can keep them till the day you die, making your average age of credit history phenomenal.
0: Yeah, that's why I still have my very, my very, very first card. Even though it doesn't have the best terms, you know, I opened it in 2004 and I still have it. And, and so I'll probably keep it forever.
1: And terms are only relevant if you maintain balances. If you don't maintain balances, it doesn't matter what the interest rate
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you've got to consider points too. you know, sure. I'm a sucker for credit card points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but that's, that's, that's all the questions that we have. Very, very good questions, man. We've got some awesome listeners. Those are some very smart, very nuanced questions. Um, so guys, if you have any questions, anything that you feel you want to bounce off of us and you're okay with us mentioning it on the show, obviously we keep your identity confidential. We're not giving out specifics. Uh, but these are very good questions if you have these questions chances are somebody else has them as well so send them in um, send them in through our instagram email them in at the extra credit show at gmail.com however you can send them through by carrier pigeon we don't care just send in your questions so that we can answer them on the show Um, we feel that We can come up with show topics, but um, I think you guys can come up with even better show topics because they're real questions that you guys have. So continue to listen to our show and continue to send in your questions. We will answer them. Yes, sir. So that's it for, for this week's show, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We look forward to coming back next week with another great show, another great topic. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys later. I don't
1: want your phone number, but where's your credit score? If your credit.